welcome to Security and Secure, hosted by Johnny Seifert. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Security and Secure whilst you're listening. And at the end of the episode, leave a five-star rating and a review. Now, let me tell you about my guest today. Today is one of our leading dancers around the world, winning multiple awards for her ballroom and acting dancers since she started dancing at five years old. Since then, she's come to the UK and danced with Reverend Richard Coles, Tyler West, Max George, Robert Webb, Deb Griffin, and Joe Sugg on Strictly Come Dancing. And the latter, Joe Sugg, turned her Strictly journey into a winner as they became partners on and off camera, where for the past five years, they've been in the most magical relationship, which you can see all over her social media with nearly 2 million followers across her TikTok and Instagram channels. And from a mental health perspective, she's launched her own business, Buzz Wellness, and released her new book, Move Yourself Happy. So to tell her story, I'm delighted to welcome to Securian Skirt. It's Diane Buzz. Well, hello, Diane. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. That was a, a very um, amazing intro. You can say that to me every day feel really good about myself now <laughs> is that what you want every morning you'll say morning joe well, i've got to listen to johnny he's got a voice note about me johnny come on, yeah. tell me how I'm making come on. Happy, <laughs> say all that again <laughs> uh, well this is the thing though is that i think a lot of the time especially when it comes to mental health is that we forget how much we've done you know there's so much pressure in our jobs day to day to think oh my god have i done enough am i gonna be here next year and then you're like but look how much i've actually achieved like look how many awards you've won and yet you're always worried oh my god what if i go out strictly this year what if they don't want me back next year and you're like but i'm a professional dancer i'm amazing yeah it's so true we're always like looking for that next thing aren't we we do forget and often we we need to remember to just stop and like look at what we have already achieved and often when we stop and do that you you go oh okay actually i'm all good i've achieved so much but we just keep on looking for that next big thing don't we and i think also that pressure especially social media and it's quite interesting to talk to you because obviously we know you've got the dancing background but obviously through joe Joe's sister, Zoella, plus Alfie, plus Joe, you know, the three kind of originators of the YouTube generation. You've come into it, obviously, in your relationship with Joe. I just want to touch on this quickly. It's just the pressure of social media and YouTube and having to put so much of yourself out there. Do you find that there's pressure of, I have to create content, I have to show the best, I have to have the best life, I have to be making things all the time and keep showing myself, otherwise... If I don't do it, I lose all the subscribers, all the followers, and suddenly I'm just a dancer again. The whole YouTube thing, like you say, did come to me when I met Joe. I didn't really know what YouTube was all about, but I had like always videoed myself doing things. And I feel like I was kind of a YouTuber without even knowing I was a YouTuber, if that makes sense. I just never used to post all my videos anywhere. So when I sort of realized what it was and the fact you could share it with people and people are actually interested in what you're doing, I thought that was quite cool. I was like, oh, this is really amazing. I've been really lucky. It's been quite a nice platform for me and I haven't really had any dramas on there. But speaking with Joe, I can see how that can spiral out of control and because his whole life or most of his sort of teenage life up until now has been all over the internet I can see how sometimes now he's a bit more private with things and I can see definitely both sides but I mean being brought into it quite late in the game I feel quite okay because it's not like too much of my life has been 
put on the internet and I and I am very sort of cautious and picky and choosy with what I do put on there and also like you said about the pressures of looking a certain way on there or you know having the best things but I'm I'm very much actually the opposite like I don't mind in fact it's actually given me a bit more confidence I think in myself because there would be a time you know back in the day where I wouldn't leave the house even without makeup on I wouldn't be seen dead without my makeup or looking good now I video myself first thing in the morning with no makeup on my hair's all over the place a lot of people are going to be seeing this but actually I don't really care it's quite a nice feeling and actually it's given me more confidence than ever really so you're not playing catch up with everyone of I need to have the most amount of followers on social media then you're quite happy with your lot and just living your day-to-day -day life. And if people want to watch it, and I encourage people to watch your YouTube, you know, you've been doing these daily vlogs, which are brilliant. Um, plus, obviously, your TikToks, you're doing your dances. And on Twitter, you're, you know, tweeting about Strictly when it's on. So you're quite happy with your lot and just encouraging people to follow you if they haven't already. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are some times where you do look naturally. You look and go, oh, that post hasn't done as good as the other one or this video didn't do as good as the other one and that is the whole social media just getting into your head and I think that's very normal but we all kind of do that in some way shape or form but generally I actually love creating so for me it's more about the creative process of it all and thinking of different video ideas or funny little things you can do or a vlog I get to sort of pick what I do in the day I get to edit it I get to do all that creative stuff with it so for me it's more of a creative thing and then obviously if people like that then great but I'm not going to sit here and say I've never not gone oh my god that video hasn't done as well I think yeah I, I definitely have done that but it's not really the end all or be all for me at all Brilliant. Well, look, let's go back to the beginning for you, Diane. Let's go back to Australia. That little Diet Anne, who was going to school, wanted to dance, was dancing on weekends. Tell me about the Diane Buswell growing up. What do we need to know about those big moments that shaped you prior to competing in competitions? I grew up with two older brothers, and my eldest brother is also a dancer, and then my middle brother was a football player. So I kind of had, like, the best, I feel, of both worlds, because I was kind of a little bit of a tomboy when I was little I kind of loved playing with Brendan the footballer playing like quite rough games with him and getting dirty going bike rides with them and then equally I loved getting dressed up and going to dancing as well so I had I like I say I feel like I had the best of both worlds and both my brothers are amazing and they get on really well they're just so like so so different um, but I chose the the dancing path and I just loved the feeling that I got when I danced. I, I felt really confident. I felt good at something. I felt like I wanted people to watch me because it gave me like, like I felt powerful when I danced. And even at that young age, I really felt all those things. I wasn't necessarily like I was good for my hometown of Bunbury, but then not necessarily the best when you sort of put me into like the city category and stuff like that so I'd feel really great when I was at home in my hometown and then when we'd go to the big competitions I wasn't you know nowhere near a front runner up there which sort of gave me more drive to be honest it didn't really upset me at a really young age until I think a certain point where I was a bit more like oh I want to win now and dance just took over my life I loved it trained hard worked 
worked hard, but then also fell in love with hairdressing as well, which is a passion that I had since I was a, you know, really little girl also. And I did my apprenticeship for hairdressing. I finished, I qualified as a hairdresser. So I did it for like five years as well as dancing. So I was really busy, actually. I did hairdressing in the morning till the evening. And then straight after that, I would go dance practice and then I would go home and sleep and then repeat it all again. I was busy, but I was really determined and I loved everything that I was doing. I then got offered like a full-time dance position when I was 21 to be on in a show in America. And it was just crazy for me not to say yes. So I thought it was only going to be for like four months of my life. And I was like, yep, that will be great. You know, four months, I'm going to try this dancing thing out. I'll be back and go back to my hairdressing and my competitions, it'll be fine. But then that four months, they then asked me to stay on. And the four months ended up turning into eight years of being a part of this company. And, you know, that also led me to other shows like Dancing with the Stars in Australia, obviously Strictly Come Dancing. And yeah, and I kind of never stopped dancing after that first time I left. And I kind of hung up my hairdressing scissors and never went back to a salon, never went back to living at home in Australia either. either. So at 21, I kind of moved, moved away from home and I've been sort of traveling around ever since. And now I've found my spot here in the UK. So I've been here for six years. I've almost been here longer than I was in Australia. It's been amazing. I'm really grateful for every opportunity I've had. And I, it's one of those moments like we talked about at the beginning where you have to stop and look back at what you've actually achieved and go, wow, like from where you came from to now, that's an awful lot that you've achieved in, in that space of time. So yeah, it's, it's been good. But also the fact that it's taking you around the world as well is incredible. But where yeah. do you feel at home? What Who is the Diane at home? Where is it? Is it Australia? Is it with Joe in England? Is it dancing? Is it hairdressing? You know, where do you get the real Diane where the makeup comes off, the phone's gone away and you can just be the true authentic you? The thing is, I feel like I am the true authentic me pretty much all the time when I'm doing the things that I love for example the hairdressing I was 100% me when I was doing that when I'm dancing I'm 100% me when I'm with Joe I'm 100% me like all these things that I love doing I I do really think that I am the authentic me when I'm doing them which is really nice like I don't feel like I change as a person when I go to dancing or when I was hairdressing or when I'm with Joe or anything like that so I guess that's that's an amazing thing to be able to have something where I do feel like I can be myself in those moments. Let's talk mental health Diane let's talk because obviously you're a holistic life coach for those that don't know which I love I absolutely love my dream is to be a life coach one day and I've done a couple of courses in it and I'd love to take it to the next level at some point but where was that moment that you thought, right, I need to start investing in my mental health? I do the physical health, I'm dancing all the time, I'm very naturally fit physically, but mentally, there are certain things that aren't going completely right for you. Yeah, I mean, there was a few little... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com 
twists and turns along the way with my dancing as you know is probably to be expected especially because I kind of I guess when I was starting to get more successful with dancing you put a lot more pressure on yourself with it there was a moment in time where I kept comparing myself to other people and my mental health just sort of went out the window a fair bit actually and it was like the first time I ever experienced having like panic attacks and not wanting to do the things that I loved like there was a moment in time where dancing was something that I felt it felt foreign to me like it felt like being on stage was the scariest thing in my life and that was always something I was like I loved performing like I just couldn't wait like I'd count down the days to a competition or to a performance like I'd literally would be it'd be sleepless nights I'd be that excited so I knew that there was something going on there that I needed to sort of explore and understand in myself and I feel like that was sort of the point for me where I chose to really understand like my mental health and and talk to people and see what was actually going on and also yoga helped me with that as well so yoga was sort of a point in time where I could go to the class and I actually fully switched off because I find that sometimes I can be because I love doing things right I really enjoy everything I do that can also be a demon because I'm like oh my god I love doing that so I'm going to do that now and then I love doing this so I'm going to do this now and then it's quickly I, I can go into this whirlwind of like, oh gosh, Diane, you need to like stop and take a break. So yoga was one thing where I could go to and my brain would just literally switch off. And I felt like it was so, so good for me. That helped me as well as talking to people. And obviously that little period that I went through, I just knew I had to do something about it and and sort of speak to someone. How competitive is the dance industry? I know about the modelling industry when it does come to body image, but also the way people talk to each other. Obviously, we know what the media industry is like. What about the dancing industry? Because you're all there for the same passion. Obviously, you're competing against each other, but it's because of the love of it. But is it nasty behind this? I'm not talking about strictly come dancing. I'm talking about literally in the dancing industry, how you conduct yourselves. Yeah, I mean... It certainly can be. I don't really know what it's like now, to be honest. I haven't been to a dance competition in such a long time, literally years and years and years. It can be. I mean, it's a competition, isn't it? And it, everyone that's in it is there to win. Like when you get to a certain level, you are there to try and win that thing. And so the dance world is it's very interesting. You learn a lot, but I would say it, it can get nasty, but if you sort of stay in your own lane, which is what I would recommend if anyone was, you know, in that sort of environment, I think just stay in your own lane and be happy with how your progression is going and, and try not to look at your, I guess, competitors, because at the end of the day, I feel like if I had probably just looked at myself and been more competitive just with me rather than trying to be competitive with other people, I probably would have been more successful, actually. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one. It was it was a weird world, but I haven't been in it for so long. I almost forget what that feeling's like, because like you just said about Strictly, there's, I mean, obviously, between us pros, we all want to win as well. That's like just, you know, a given. But it's definitely not... A, an awful environment to be in in fact it's such a lovely 
lovely environment and everyone even if you do get voted out everyone is still so supportive of each other so it's completely different there but that also must be hard especially with a show like Strictly that when you're performing you've got to be the best you know obviously you're there to teach the celebrity and the celebrity score reflects on you and therefore if you're leaving early on in the competition yes it's a celebrity's fault but technically it kind of comes back to you so there must be that pressure of you know, I've won all these awards, but the public don't necessarily know who I am. And yet I've come on this TV show as an expert and then I'm not winning. Then what does that say about me? Am I as good as I thought I was, even though I've got all the awards to prove it? Oh, yeah, that can be a really, really tough one, actually. I think people don't really realise who are watching the show what a single comment can do. It is the public that probably are the most vicious in terms of, of, of Strictly. And nine times out of ten, it's so positive, but you can just read one comment that will stick with you. And it, you might have a really talented partner, but you end up going out earlier than you think, which has actually happened to me uh, quite a few times. It's been really hard for me because you kind of go, gosh, it must be me. It must be my fault why we're not still there because I am the teacher and what did I do wrong? Did I do this wrong? Did I? But it it really isn't. It's, it's, it's really not down to, it is down to me to teach my partner and that's exactly what I do do and I do that to the best of my ability. So you know, as long as you look back and go, you actually have done everything you can. There's so many scenarios in Strictly, you know, it's what the other couples scored that week. They might have had their strongest dance that week as opposed to you. You might have had a dance that, you know, didn't connect with the public as much. Like it's just there's so many variables that you can't just blame the dance teacher. And that's something that I had to really understand because it, it was quite tough for a few years when you think oh my gosh it must be me it must be me and then you see a comment where someone might say oh she's incapable of you know teaching her partner because otherwise they'd still be in there like a comment like that and I say that comment because that is a comment that I've read and see how it still sticks in my in my mind so it can be hard and you do have to learn to either not look <laughs> number one or understand what you have done to even get them to that position in the first place and just know that you're worthy really well that's it and I think you your work we especially saw last year on freeze the fear where you really had to push yourself to the limit obviously everyone's done seen SAS but this was a whole new level what did you learn about yourself so bringing the strictly come dancing experience but also freeze the fear experience together what have you learned about yourself in the past couple of years because you've been through these challenges and whether it's the public with social media whether it's pushing yourself to be a better teacher and then freeze the fear where you're pushing yourself only for yourself. What have you learned? Yeah, I feel like I've just learned that actually a lot of the things that go on in my brain are just things that go on in my brain. I would say I can talk myself out of something so easily or quickly because I just go, oh gosh, no, I can't do that. But actually I can do it. It's just my brain that's saying, no, you can't. And Sometimes, like, for example, on Freeze Your Fear, I was convinced I was so afraid of heights. I was like, I am petrified of heights, petrified. And then I thought to myself, why am I even petrified of heights? I don't recall a single moment that would make me petrified of heights. And it's just something in your brain that just tells you you're petrified. But in actual fact, I, I wasn't. Like, I, I actually wasn't petrified of heights. It was just my brain that kept on telling me that. So I think just that I'm a lot stronger than what I make myself out to be. And 
sometimes we do just tell ourselves things when in actual fact you sort of just look back and go is that right like do I actually truly believe that I definitely am a lot stronger than I thought I was for sure let's talk about your book move yourself happy you split it up into different sections tell me about it because I think it's such an interesting way the way you do it in a section about me and my life in there I talk about things that I've learned along the way and then I also have like a recipe section in there and then we start like the 21 day program which on each of the 21 days is a different workout whether that be dance pilates yoga strength and every single move I have like a demonstration for and a breakdown of every single move in the book as well but on that 21 day plan my real aim is number one there's like tips and tricks on every single day to make you you know, little things that you can do to to boost your mood or to get a few more steps in or, you know, to, to move a little bit more. But my real objective of this book is to really get people to find something, to try all these different moves out and just find something that really connects with them. And they go, I really enjoyed doing that. So if you enjoy your working out or if you enjoy your movement, then you're so much more likely to go and do it. And that is my aim is for people to actually enjoy working out and enjoy moving rather than thinking of it as a chore. So it's not necessarily like a workout book, but it's got loads of different workouts in there and loads of different movements that hopefully it can get people moving number one, but but to find that joy in their movement and actually go, oh, I really enjoyed doing that. So that's my aim for the book. I love it. I love it. Final question for you, Diane. What would you tell your younger self now? Oh, I would tell my younger self, gosh, I mean, the book is something that I would have loved to have read as as younger Diane, for sure. Just because of all the the like tips and like understanding of your own body in there. I, I would have loved, loved it all those little tips but I think I would tell my younger self that she was always good enough she did have moments where she wanted to be like other people they were actually probably her weakest moments so if she had just stuck to her guns like there were times when I feel like I was just me and they're definitely my most powerful moments. And I, when I look back, they were my most successful. Then when I started to get a little bit more success, I would look and try and be like other people. And then I would sort of, I went backwards. So I would just tell her to, to you know, she's the most powerful thing that she can be just as she is. So try not to be like anyone else. or your book Move Yourself Happy is out to buy now you've been listening to Sukunin Scare with me Johnny so if you like what you heard please do go and rate the podcast subscribe to it review it and share it with a friend and remember it's okay to not be okay I'm Johnny Sifa until next time thank you and goodbye <laughs>